welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to join friends and get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight, joining me on the couch this week, Asher Hodley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here in another exciting, massive week of gaming. Have you been gaming? I have been. Been gaming good? Pretty good. Gaming up a storm? Not that much. Feel like a little, feeling like a little gamer boy over there, making you feel <laughs> young at heart? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. It's good to hear. You love video games? Oh, yeah. <laughs> such a <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, today on the show, I've got a Disney game to talk about. We've got some Paxos indie games to talk about. More of David of the Diving. Makes it sound religious. David of the Diving. David. David. Um, firstly, Disney, uh, Disney Illusion Island. This is an interesting one. So... I'll, 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 cut, I'll cut straight to the, the, the crux of it, basically. So I gave it a five. Um, I wrote in my review, I said, I was playing Disney Illusion uh, Island to reach the next charming cutscene, the dialogue interaction between Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Gloofy. With un- uninspired level design, I sometimes played the game in a zoomed out, zoned out trance, just mindlessly going through the actions, but not caring about what I was doing on screen. Families can get more out of this as an entry-level Metroidvania. Still, even as much as the game succeeded in charming me at times with the core characters, it's hard to recommend this to anyone over the many of a Nintendo Switch-exclusive 2D platformers. Now, this game has... I am... Uh, joined by a couple of people in the lower end. I definitely feel like I'm in the lowest of score ends. Um, but there's been some high scores, nines, eights, stuff like that. I'm saying floating around. Saw Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I saw like a clip where he said it was like, he was like gave it five on Earth scale or whatever. Wild to me. Absolutely wild. So for, okay. uh, if you, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into what this game is so people don't know because like, obviously, it was announced, and then I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, this came out of nowhere. They didn't do a lot of promo for it, I didn't feel, but... Um, so, Disney Illusion Island is a Metroidvania. Um, it's definitely a, like, entry-level Metroidvania, which isn't my problem. I, it's a Disney... It's a Mickey Mouse game. Like, you, 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 I didn't expect this to be fucking challenge, super challenging or anything. Um... You can play in a co-op. You can play with up to four players, Mickey, uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, all at the same time. You can swap, uh, like, get out of the game, come back in, switch to any points. So I play, jumped around, played those different characters. There's no, like, benefit to playing as any of them. It's just choice sort of thing. Um, the story is fun, but, of course, it's it doesn't really matter. It's just a bunch of mcguffins to get you from one point to another like most metroidvanias it's uh mm-hmm. got these like secret books that the characters are ch- you're trying to get to help save these other critters um but it's, it's a lot of fun like uh, the the biggest praise i can give the game is i laughed out loud during a lot of the cutscenes. i thought the cutscenes were you know they're fully voice voice with the the whole cast and everything like that it just sounds it's super charming when it's firing on its like story front so um I really liked a lot of the, you know, it makes fun of Donald Duck a lot. <laughs> so if you're a big Donald Duck supporter, he's sort of the the, the end of a lot of jokes in this game. But nonetheless, um, Goofy is dumb as all hell, which I love. I love a uh, I love a good Goofy's dumb, and I played as him for the majority of the game. So, um, so Metroidvania aspect of it is it boils it down to the most simplistic of Metroidvanias, and I mean. You're, you're, you can't get across this area. You need to unlock a wall drop, uh, wall jump. You can't get across this area. You gotta unlock like the double jump. Can't get across this area. You gotta unlock the, the grapple hook thing. Can't get like it's just like slowly feed you these, 
um, abilities as you go out. And the problem I found with the game, and like I was enjoying it for the first hour, I was like, but then a lot of like as pretty and as vibrant as the colors are, and like I played the majority of this on my um switch oled like it's a switch exclusive game i played the majority of this in handheld and it looks gorgeous like the colors pop especially in those cut scenes on the handheld but just the sort of going for this very um this art style of like wacky designs and everything i don't know if it was supposed to help it all pop out more and be more interesting because to me what i found is a lot of the areas they just all blended together there was no like big differing factor like if you think about all the good metroidvanias it's like this is the you know like each zone in a connected metroidvania they'll, they'll still stand out like and even if you have like something like a sewer which in a, in a game is never sewer area is never really super interesting but having a sewer area in a metroidvania quite often differentiates it from the the, the main town area or the forest area or what have you like all of this just fucking blended together and i just really struggled to get engaged in the world design as is um and the gameplay as much as i appreciate it is for entry-level uh metroidvania obviously targeted mostly families playing together my argument for anyone going yeah but it's for kids is i i love a good like entry level like i i love kirby game you know like the kirby's that have last come out i played the 2d kirby played the 3d kirby i think both of those games are entry-level platforming games and they're fantastic because it is consistently engaging in its gameplay now of course it's super easy for me as an adult playing them but i find it so much fun this game was just so numb um it was just like so i guess tick boxy in the the core basics and i just yeah i really struggled to find um this to be a a super fun game and and yeah and especially when it's a switch exclusive i just find it so hard to go well this is this is what you should be playing it's like well just like kirby's right there like there's a million mario's right there mario's right there i'm just like like it's a metroidvania but not even in a it's not a good metroidvania like i and and almost to the degree like i point out on my review there's a level further like towards the end of the game where like all the whole cast gets like sort of swept away and sucked away to this basically what is a self-contained level and at the end of it you do the section where you have to run away as it's sort of um collapsing and you have to do like an actual degree of like platforming and whatever else to get through it and i was like oh this was fun like <laughs> like and like mm. maybe this game would have been a lot better as just a basic 2d pl- platform instead was, of if it was more mario than metroidvania yes i feel like the metroid like trying to make this metroidvania sort of i don't know what stage of development that choice was made from the start or at some point but i feel like trying to do it is I think it just would have been a much better game if it was just a 2D Mickey game with the same exact art style, but they could change up the the the, the look between levels and just go wild and crazy and have your, your typical... Just do the normal shit. Ice zone or treat forest zone. I don't care. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, have you seen any of the reviews popping up for this one? Was you interested? Like- uh, I saw a couple. Like, obviously, what, it's sitting at a 75 on Open Critic. Uh you do have the second lowest tied with uh, Checkpoint Gaming uh, at 5 out of 10. Oh, I guess Final Weapon's got a 2.5. Lowest is the give was 2 out of 5, given by The Guardian. So yeah. It's got like a 9.5, three 9.5s by different outlets and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I, the sell, highest selling point was always the, the art style of the game. 
Um, but to hear it's like not terribly engaging, I think, yeah, not terribly exciting. Um, it's interesting, like, the discussion, like, oh, it's a kid's game. It doesn't need to be fun. It needs, it, <laughs> you, it needs to. <laughs> it's just a kid's game, you know? You can let it, you yeah. know? You don't have to harsh it, treat it so harshly, you know? Yeah. But, you know, standards, you know? I don't, I don't feel that's any different. I, I say a million times when we talk about reviewing anything, be it movies, TV shows, games, whatever. Like, to me, whenever I, I'm reviewing something, I'm basing it on what it is. Like, I'm not comparing it to anything else, really. You know? Like, so yeah. if it's trying to be a kid's game or an entry-level family game, then it's just, is it doing that well? Like, not, you know, like, is it doing what it sets out to do well? And in my opinion, no, because I'm fucking bored. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like to put it as sort of blunt as that is, it's but just a, you played it by yourself. Do you think it would be more fun with more people? I think you would. I, like a lot of times we say, for anything that has complaints, complaining playing it with other people would make up for some of it because at least then you'd not be noticing as many of the. You'd be talking to people, which means that you probably wouldn't be as zoned out at the. You would be numbed by the. Yeah uneventfulness and the, the the art style sort of just blending together at some point, which was, I guess, my problem. But at the end of the day, if the only way this game is enjoyable is if, if you're playing with four people, make it so I can't play it by myself. I don't know. Like, I can play this by myself. So it's as mm. much as a criticism, you know, like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to play this by themselves. Like, you know, even though it is, it is definitely designed as a four player. So there's always four, the four of them on the screen there? No, that's the thing. They do the whole thing. The character disappears. And every time you go, you go to talk to a character or a cutscene or anything like that, they just, the other three magically appear. Yeah. Does that whole thing, done, which like, is the fine. Cool, like Donkey Kong thing, you know, with Digi They Kong. pop out. Yeah. Well, they basically pop out of your character, apparently. So, uh, okay. Yeah. They're sort of all, it's all party thing. I don't know. You know, like in Final Fantasy and everything. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Ones, yeah. yeah. Um, another thing I'll say is they got a bunch of collectibles, of course, which is fine. But even the collectibles were pretty. And I, I, I think I could. I spent an extra couple hours on this game than what was necessary because every time I'd come across like a collectible, I would make sure I, I, I can't help it. Like that part of my brain that just has to get collectibles as I, as I see them. But like even the amount of collectibles I got towards the, the end of the game, none of them, none of those were super interesting either. Like I know, like you get to the end of the game, of course, it's like, do you want to go back and get all the stuff? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> in fact <laughs> the lateness <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and I would say the, the last hour is a lot better because there is and here's here's that whole thing of like okay so it's a entry level game I do feel like like there is elements in the back end of this game when they try and add a, some stuff that's a little bit more difficult and I think that's a good idea because that becomes a lot more gauging to play and I don't, but I'm like, there's no downside to this because the game has a bunch of um, difficulty settings so that anyone can play it. So at that stage, I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the choice of having basically where you can turn on, no, you can not basically, you can legit just turn on like infinite health. You can also choose the amount of hearts your characters have, one, two, three, like easy, normal, hard, I guess, or whatever. Um, if you can do all these things, it's like, why not experiment a little bit more with the difficulty, knowing that if if a kid is struggling, they can just add extra health. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's there. You don't have to worry. I don't know. So, I don't know. 
we we interesting game. I'd, yeah, just interesting discussion. That said, if I could cut out all of the cutscenes and <laughs> share that with him, because I have so many clips on my Switch that I have no idea what to do. Because every time something funny would happen, I'd hold down and save the clip. I'd know what for because I haven't shared them with anyone. But like every time something made these little clips and moments made me laugh in the game, I was I was saving them to share with no one. But anyway, um. So what you're saying is people should probably just watch the uh, Mickey cartoon instead. I mean, because it must. I mean, if it's yes. standard, yeah, yes, yes. I think that's what I'm saying. So weird too, because it's made by the uh, lot D L A L A Studios, and the, before this they did the Battletoad remake. I'm like, how do you go from like the Battletoad remake to a family Disney game? <laughs> you know, like it's such yeah. ultra hard. Super easy. <laughs> it's like so weird. Um, all right, let's get into a couple news stories for the week. So, firstly, I want to cover this one because it's just some of the. It's like one of the, I know. It's such a weird news story. I feel story that's coming out this week. So, your gamer writes: Activision suing TikTok user over Crash Bandicoot and pizza content, which is. A headline. Yep. <laughs> they write, Activision is suing music critic and TikTok uh, Anthony Fantano, aka Needle Talk, following an ongoing back and forth regarding pizza slices and Crash Bandicoot trainers. As laid out in the case's legal documents, this dispute all comes from a 19-second audio clip that originated from a video Fantano uploaded about those aforementioned pizza slices. In this TikTok clip from 2021, uh, Fantano reacts to a video of someone else cutting a pizza up into smaller and smaller pieces, saying, it's enough slices, um, he yells. Sometime after this TikTok was uploaded and made popular, Activision used the audio clip to promote a pair of Crash Bandicoot-themed trainers in its own TikTok video. Fantano's clip was reportedly made available for commercial use and the company did not see any issue in using its audio. It was then that this started back and forth between the two parties. On hearing of Activision's promo for the trainers, Fantano contacted the publisher and asked if them, for them to remove the video. The TikToker then demanded Activision pay a settlement for its actions. Following this request, Activision responded, denied it done anything wrong. It noted the audio had been used before by other content creators and that Fantano had celebrated these inclusions. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, long story short, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, but Activision's in the right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. <laughs> I guess if you make it probably like if it's creative commons or whatever, you know? Well, that's that, the thing. That- like if you upload a clip to TikTok. You can choose if you want other people to be able to use your audio in their stuff or not. Um, or you can choose not. Yeah, so Fantano's yeah. clip was reportedly made available for commercial use. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind of made that fair game. They're free to use it. Uh, it's the same as, like, anybody could use, as long as they pay it, like, people can use the, uh, what is it, the, the, the photo place that, you know, has all the stock photos stock images or whatever i stock something like that you know i know yeah well, you know how Simu Liu like had a bunch of like stock images that he yeah. did before he broke in broke 
became famous. Like you could just use those for pretty much anything, you know, if you pay or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like he's went, oh, Activision, they've got money, you know. Yes, I'm gonna try and get some money out of them. Yes, that's exactly what I think was happening. So it's very, it's very weird to, to like. I just thought I'd bring it up because we're all shitting on Activision, but I legit think this is a case of the. Uh, we always assume Activision's in the wrong, but this is actually a case of maybe the company can be right every now and then. <laughs> like, because yeah, to, to me, it is simply he, he was quite happy with everyone using this fucking audio clip until the second a major corporation used it, and then he thought he was going to have the easiest payday in his life. And now he's got countersuit. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm sort of like, well, like, lol. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sucks to be you, dude. But, you know, Activision suing Fantano in a bid to prevent the TikTok's own lawsuit from going through. It was requested a court issue a declaratory judgment in its favor, which will award the company its fees and costs in bringing in pursuit to this action. What the fuck? Yeah, so anyway, um, long story short. I mean, you can come out and say that you disapprove of the use or whatever, but I don't think you can sue. (laughs) No. I mean, the thing is, Activision... And Activision's taken it down, and as far as I can tell from a quick Google search, the video is nowhere to be found. (laughs) Yeah. As far as I can tell... The fact that every single article I just clicked on doesn't have a link to Activision's version of the... Yeah, no one saved it. Uh, means, you know, what damage is done, you know? It's just really weird because it is like one of those things you get into, you get into um, a little bit of give and take now where, okay, so most video game companies have accepted things like fair use to a degree, you know, yeah. like if you're doing... I, I sure hope he doesn't have any videos of yeah. a, any commercial products on his TikTok. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's the, that's the give and take. It's like okay, so you can we, we, it's all fine and dandy for content creators, streamers, whatever to be doing that. And then the second they use something you've chosen to allow other people to use, you want to get paid. Like I understand you want to get paid, but if you want to get paid, then you should have made the clip private. And if they really wanted to use it, then they would have had to ask you to use it. But you yeah. said anyone can use it and by anyone. They're anyone, you know. So, anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd include that. So, I mean, I'll... Activision could have done a little bit more, like, cleared it before they used it in the ad, I guess, would be the only, you know, not I mean, that they legally to. Just, needed to, but I would, you, you click know, on just TikTok, do due diligence. You click use audio. You paste it on your video. Like, it's part of TikTok's So, was thing. it a TikTok ad, or is it, was it? It, was a t- it wasn't an ad. It was just they made a TikTok video. Like, oh, they the, made the TikTok video TikTok was from. Video. I mean, they the, used yeah. it in a TikTok okay, promoting is, something. But I thought that, they pulled the audio and like put it on an ad for no. something. No, it was like, just TikTok video. Okay, that's just stupid. Um, I hope Activision <laughs> takes him for all his worth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. So they 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 used it to promote these Crash Bandicoot themed trainers. However, it's just a TikTok, so they are promoting something, but like it's not. It's just on TikTok, so like anyone else could take the audio and promote their own. It's like whatever. Any matter. of these places like use any number of gifs on their things, you know? The, yeah. The 
the company's coming after them for the, using the gifts. Yeah. So, good old Activision. You know, <laughs> you know the power of Microsoft behind them to sue <laughs> TikTok creators. That's, that's that's the content I can get behind. Yeah. This TikTok uses That's the legal action yeah. I can get behind. Yeah. Get behind that too. Right, let's talk about nice change uh, of pace for the to the Activision lawyers, you know? After yeah, for, these- well, I mean, <laughs> for, for a hot second, I was like, fucking another Activision story. But I was like, well, sick, of, sick of talking about Activision. But I'm like, no, this is different. I can bring this up. Finally, these lawyers can get li- yeah. focus on something else for a little while, you know? They're going to make some money back somehow, you know? Yeah. All right, so um, here is, let's go over, PAX Oz 2023 Indie Showcase winners have been announced in the video games and tabletop category. Um, Of course, these are a bunch of games that are highlighted. They have their own little area at PAX every year. Um, They're usually pretty popular because, you know, it's part of the the key advertisement, sort of. They get a push, which is good because it helps out the games that are usually showcased there. Um, They're usually the ones I personally want to play the most because they're always usually super exciting. So... Uh, run down the games that have been announced. So first, we have Copycat by Spoonful Wonder from New South Wales. Uh, I've got descriptions for all these from their Steam pages or somewhere, I think. Um, their description is, a newly adopted Shadowcat becomes a victim. I love this description. A newly adopted Shadowcat becomes a victim of, victim of an elaborate plan when a jealous stray copycat steals her place in the house. Copycat is the perfect game to cuddle up with on a rainy afternoon through branching narrative, wander alleyways, fences, and rooftops, searching for a real family. It's an intimate, magical, and hopeful game that cherishes the human pet bond in all its forms. The game's colorful visuals delight the senses while exploring the dark emotional depths. I love this idea of this cat just getting fucked over by another cat. You know? I don't know. You know? This cat gets adopted by, you know, a loving family. It's how long? Who knows how he got to the shelter? was abused it was uh left for dead you know it was one of those houses where the lady's got like 900 cats and she doesn't take care of any of them and now this cat showed up in this nice home and then some random street cats like no nah, i want what you have and then it's taken over his life you know i don't need to play it now you just told me everything that... so uh, like oh what what's that movie where someone steals somebody else's identity any of the versions of like doppelganger doppelganger stories yeah, is that what those, you mean? yeah the many different versions the of the bad story? ones yeah. the bad not ones. like the not like the princess and the pauper you know where one's a the princess du- and one's a pauper the double directed by richard ayoade yeah let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> um can you play this one sure you can play all of them at pax i'll try yeah. you know it's it's the hard, you know, the only problem with this is now that they've listed all these as like, you know, awarded them as uh, the indie showcase winners. It's really going to be difficult to get time with them. <laughs> all the booths will be full. Um, so my advice to PAX is get multiple systems for these people. Holy fuck! Please, at least four. Well, no, no, no. That four. I think that's still on them. I think right. Oh, no, I don't I'd know like if Bax is that, highlighting yeah. these things like elevating extra them. monitor, extra monitor, extra laptop. I don't know. Yeah, extra laptop. You know, get some. You know, make a deal with Asus Rog. You know, get a bunch of Rog decks out there. Oh my know? god! Imagine how fucking uh, everyone look forward to me being hyped as fuck if I see um, indie devs with their games on Rog decks at uh, PAX. 
I'll take pictures of everyone. <laughs> That's my dream. Fuck the Steam decks. Get out of here. Need like some rocker stickers, yeah, to give out. Yeah, and it's rockers, rocker stickers, yeah. All right, next game: the Dungeon Experience by Bone Assembly from Victoria. Visit the Dungeon Experience, a thrilling world of high fantasy run by me, a level one mud crab turned entrepreneur. Put your real world responsibilities on hold with a guided adventure, or work for us. We're hiring. Now, I don't know how to describe this game. To be completely honest, have you watched this trailer? No. I'm um, skipping through it now. <laughs> and yeah, I don't do think, think? I, that's not the best way to take this trailer in i don't think there's a no. lot of imagery <laughs> <laughs> yep so i gotta be completely honest i have no idea how to talk about this game i feel like everyone should just go watch the trailer because it absolutely looks like insanity and i cannot wait to to try it out i don't know how you demo these sorts of games that just look like insanity but i mean yeah there's dungeon exploring but also you're talking to characters it seems like in the real world and i don't know there's this dude like who's, hey, real world. yeah and then there's like a table man towards the end who's like holding a table up for some reason and i i i it looks wild but in a good way um and i'm keen it's fucking it's a great trailer is what i'll say i'm gonna go ahead and say i think this is my favorite trailer out of the whole bunch because i'm like that's a funny trailer (laughs) like i'll pay that i'll pay that that's a good trailer good crab popping up all the time giving you a little commentary and stuff yeah good shit uh you still flicking through it no, I've moved on to the next one because... Right. <laughs> okay, very good. So, next one is The Drifter by Pal Hoof from Victoria. It says, a, a pulp... What? What a name for a studio. Pal Hoof. Pal Hoof. Uh, pulp adventure thriller. A drifter, murdered, finds himself alive again seconds before his death. Struggling to maintain his sanity, can he unravel the conspiracy surrounding his condition and those haunting him? Uh, so this is like, uh, it looks like a sort of uh, adventure narrative, uh, that sort of game genre. Um, really interesting sort of pixel art style and everything that's going on here. Uh, I, I like everything I say about this. And it's, it's a very short trailer. I love that. I, I love the art style. I love the setup. Uh, very keen. I think this looks great. What do you think of this one? Yeah, really good art style. I'll be interested to see how the story comes together, which is, you know, the key with the it's a clearly seems like a very narratively strong premise at least. So mm. yeah, look very cool. Then we got crash course builder by wombat brawler from Victoria. Can you make it to the finish line? Crash your cart through impossible obstacle courses that will leave you wanting just one more go. Build your own course to share with others and test crash test dummies. So yeah, this is a, it's like, a, I mean, not to be redundant, but like the art style, or at least the character art style reminds me a little bit of Fall Guys. Um, sort of colorful, squidgy characters sort of things. But yeah, you're sort of running, it's, uh, what do you call it? Like a, it looks like, it's a, like those, a mobile runner game. But yes. Cross I was trying to think like of the actual genre. elements. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're, you're constantly going forward and then there's these absolutely ridiculously wild levels that i guess i I would assume there's gonna be some like pre-built and then the whole idea is like you you know you play others right theirs, and then the you know it's built around community community aspect of it um it's super fast paced though and everything like that and it looks sort of like it's meant to be hard but you know like that's part of the the charm 
that the courses are ridiculous. And I mean, the game's called Crash Course and everything like that. Uh, at the end, it says it's coming to everything, including like App Store and Google Play and everything like that. And to be honest, like watching it and everything, I'm like, yeah, this looks like something I think I'd nearly prefer just to play on my phone. You know? Yep. So um, that's cool. Uh, can you try this one out uh, yeah. as well? Yeah, and yeah, I assume just, uh, this would be... It just looks very fast-paced. Like, very fast-paced. I think the best thing about this would be if they've got... It's sort of hard because... I I mean, ideally, if I was setting, if I was trying to demo this game, you'd have like three... There's just not enough space, I guess, is the problem. You'd have like a few people able to play it because it looks like the levels don't take long, and I guess that's the You have the your booth well. with like three, I don't know, computers or laptops or whatever yeah three console things phones and then tablets you have like a table like a round table slightly to the side with a couple of phones maybe or tablet devices yeah for people to make courses right yeah i feel like i feel like you yeah (laughs) because i was seeing if you want to do it like i'd love i'd love to be able to play it but then it would be a really cool story if there was a there was like one or two, like not as many for playing, but a couple where it's like you can spend a little bit more time here. Like if you want to try and come up with a course quickly, it would be really cool if one of those courses was like saved in the game and like called the PAX course, like the one that was mm. liked the most. Because then you could vote on the courses afterwards, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they'll do like a, a race, like time trial thing as well. Yeah. That'll Win a prize. That'd be a good idea. Look, look, if you want us to run your PAX Booth. Booth? Just let us know. Just let us know and uh, make sure we have unlimited budget. Yeah, Uh, because we've got ideas. We've got big ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dark Web Stream is the next game uh, by We Have Always Lived in the Forest, South Australia. Now, this has been in packs before. It's very hard to talk about. The description is a procedurally generated psycho horror streamers simulation game. So... I'd never got to play this at PAX last year, even though I wanted to. It was always just very busy. Always very busy. Yeah. Um, and every t- every time someone talks about it, writes about it, everyone loves it. So I'm keen, and hopefully this year... And it's moved up from the just the indie section to the, the showcase section, as has yeah. our next game here as well. So um, good signs. But yeah, I mean, it's a narrative choice text adventure, but not because there's also pictures and stuff. I don't know. It's It's a game. It looks weird. It looks wild. <laughs> I'm very keen. I love the whole idea. Uh, but yes, I would love to be able to play it this year. That's that's where it's, I'm at. Uh, yeah. It evokes, uh, what was it? Pony Island? Pony Island. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Pony Island. Yeah. That's a very good, yes. Yeah. Fucking 100% Pony Island. What a game. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, as, a, as with the, well, hold on. I might run through the tabletop once afterwards. Actually, fuck it. Um, the final video game, Primordials Legends Hollow Hero by Toy Box Game Studios from Victoria. So we did play this last year at PAX. Um, now moved up to the indie showcase section. Description is Primordial Legends Hollow Hero tells the story tale of Brunt, an anthropomorphic wombat on her first adventure in the fancy world, Aerodale. Embark on this epic third-person action-filled adventure and cover how this world came to be and meet new legends that will help shape the future of Aerodale. Uh, great character, love the world, love the design, everything. Obviously, you could tell what was played last year was very early. It wasn't like super rough, pretty, 
pretty to an extent of like what you would expect and everything like that. Um, the developers were talking about having this like large world and like promo. It's called Primarial Legends because they want to do all these other games. Hopefully, you know, Knockwood um, with their different characters and the unit. They have such big ideas, is what you could uh, you could tell, and hopes and dreams and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really like the character of Brunt and everything like that. Basically, it play it was playing like a. I mean, it's a third person action game that like. Um, she could do heavy attacks, light attacks. There was some level of puzzles and stuff that I did in the demo. I mean, I hope slash assume there'll be a different demo here, which this year, which would be cool as well. Um, but yeah, but this game's sort of one of my ones I've been most keen on, like out of Australia, at least that for the last couple of years that hasn't come out yet so far. Um, you never played it, right? You just watched me? No, watch? we, I played it. Play? Yeah, okay. we did a whole video on it. Uh, you can check it out at explosion.com slash paxoz22 find it there uh yeah i remember you know it was fun like the small portion that we got to play i think it was pretty lengthy like 20 demo. minute demo i feel yeah i think so yeah um i'm just glad they're still working on it because obviously you know they had it there they had a kickstarter, kickstarter they didn't, didn't yeah. get fulfilled but uh clearly they had enough uh positive reaction and probably i would suspect uh, probably got some funding from elsewhere that allowed them to keep going on it after the the video of it kind of went viral from memory. Um, yeah, it's sort so of yeah. interesting because we we heard them talking about the Kickstarter because we played it on the last day, I think, in the yeah. Kickstarter. And I remember we checked the Kickstarter and it was, it was like, like, damn, not, it didn't. Close. It was like it's probably not going to hit it. And I remember checking it later that night when it was over and be like, that sucks. Um I hope the game, you know, like being like, I hope the game doesn't fall through. Kind of expect that that's what would happen to be completely honest. Not, not in like a, a bad way, but just because, you know, life. That's how these things go. Yeah. That's how these things go. So, yeah, really happy to see it's continued on. I'm wondering if they'll try and launch another because another Kickstarter, that would be smart. I, I think they've probably got like third party funding or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that would be cool, I guess. As like, well. I'm sure they've got some sort of deal with somebody. Hopefully, for their sake. <laughs> maybe I don't recall them. Maybe they. I maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I don't recall like seeing them get funding from. Um, like they weren't one of the major games that got funding from Screen Australia, at least that I remember of the last round. I don't think so. Maybe they've got some because that it's a grant. So maybe they got some. Well, they just that. Back them, You know, they decided to back themselves. You know. Yeah. Um. Yep, so that's the video games. Let's run through quickly the um, selection of board games that are there. So there's four board games uh, that are going to be of the Indie Showcase. Of course, these aren't right next to the video game ones. You have to go over to the tabletop section, which is uh, through to the other side of packs. Um, they have a, a sort of... You'll find them. They've got like a little poster up and all that sort of stuff that says they're the Indie Showcase ones. They have no, much like the games they have their own little area to separate them. Um, so the first one is Boba Master by Quokka Games. Love that dev name uh from queensland uh boba master is a very engaging uh very engaging card game about making bubble tea it's full of action easy to pick up and gets rowdy very quickly steal from your opponents and force them to make mistakes stir up the game by swapping hands or even swapping bubble teas be the first to complete your bubble teas and become the boba master um i think this game looks really cool i watched all the some of these have trailers some of them have how-to videos i've shared in the article that you can find on explosion.com um yeah the card art and everything on this i thought looks really um 
cool, cool and cute uh, as well. The, uh, obviously, the Quokka design and everything like that. Yeah, I think they they had that Yumcha game last year. So yes, that's the same. Um, yeah, so you know, similar aesthetic and uh, yeah, looks interesting. This will be out by the time PAX is out up too. So they're like shipping. You can pre-order now, and I think it says it's shipping late August, September, something like that. Mm. So, um, and I assume that means you'll be able to buy it on the floor. That would make I would sense. imagine so. Yeah. Uh, try and buy. Uh, then you got Kingless Festival of Explosions by Two Nineteen uh, from Tasmania. So. Kingless is a fast-paced and easy-to-learn card game designed to capture the imagination. You'll compete against one to five friends in snappy 20-minute games. The goal is to obtain the highest influence to become king, earning an advantage in the next uh, round. Um, I heard about this ages ago because um, Adam from Well Played reviewed it like a few months ago, I think, when they like sent him a... Um, oh, well, I don't know. It's Tazzy. They probably just knocked on his door and gave him a, a copy of the game to try out. I don't know. I don't know. Went to his <laughs> and then went, yeah, hey... Yeah, maybe. So, um, yeah, very fantasy influenced, like, like, um, basic sort of stereotypical, um, you know, dwarven characters and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, yeah, really cool. This one's been out for a little while now, so you can purchase it. As I said, like, the reviews are already up and stuff like this, but I'm not going to complain about a a Tassie studio, uh, getting highlighted on a, a bigger stage at PAX. That's cool. Uh, then we got Saltfish and Alamax by Storm Brewers Roleplaying in New South Wales. Saltfish and Alamax Almanax is a storytelling RPG about a merchant company embarking on their yearly journey through new and familiar places. You and your fellow merchants travel in different directions around the same route, experiencing life on the road and discovering the mark that others have made on their visit. Um, so this is a very sort of um, a chill, like obviously it's a sort of a communal game um aspect to it i really like the art on a bunch of the the pieces and cards and stuff like that in the box itself um i haven't had a chance to watch the full how i watched the the basic how to play one but i think there's a longer one they have up on their the youtube channel already so i might put that on in the background another time but yeah this looks really cool as well and then the final game not much on it because they're only about to launch their kickstarter for it so there's like no videos not much information but anyway uh alien frenzy by comet squid from victoria it says earth is about to be overrun dust off that tin foil hat and prepare prepare for the fight of your life this wildly chaotic and competitive card game is played through two phases the preparation phase followed by the invasion phase if at any point during invasion phase you run out of character cards you're eliminated from the game it's last player standing wins so yeah i mean there's art that's available um the kickstarter launch is coming soon you can sign up to be notified of when that's coming uh but yeah it's hard for me to say exactly what the game is but yeah it's a reactionary sort of card based game card game it's a card <laughs> game I, and i do love myself a card game so um keen to see more of that one uh before or uh even that packs i guess so that is everything from the PAX Indie Showcase winners that are announced, of course, all those. Again, you can play at PAX Australia. We're not paid by PAX Australia. I just like to promote PAX Australia. We'll be there. You can confirm PAX we'll Australia. be there. <laughs> can confirm we will be at PAX Australia. Did I say PAX? Australia. Playing indie games, hopefully. And if any of those, if any of the devs of any of those games are listening to the show miraculously and you want to save me some time. <laughs> Feel free to just reach out and let me play the, those demos ahead of time. I will will happily get a preview ready to go and save myself the dealing with the 
fucking public, you know, make me wait a lot. How dare you? Wow. <laughs> they know who I am. <laughs> So I want to talk about Pikmin 4 in a minute, which I've been playing. But firstly, Ash, yep. let's talk Dave the Diver, because you've Dave played this shit a lot in the last week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've been well. Let me have a quick look. I had a look at your Steam counter just before, and you I think you've played it more than me now. So, Have I? Yeah. Okay, I've put 16.8 hours in the last two weeks. So Yep, decent effort. Decent effort. Um. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Obviously, we've talked about it. Each of us have talked about it individually. Um, a game in which you play a diver who goes fishing um, with your harpoon gun into the, the ocean with a, like a procedurally generated ocean, I guess, uh, collecting fish uh, to serve in a sushi restaurant, which you also like work in uh, at the end of the day. Um but, you know, there's all these other elements. There's this mystery around sea people. Uh, there's the potential to, like, uh, you know, catch all... You have to collect all the fish in, like, this weird Pokédex uh, system. You upgrade your weapons, upgrade your tank, your storage facilities, all this other stuff. There's all these random characters, including this random, you know, all these eco-terrorists, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's also you, a lot you, of fun. C- the amount of time you've played, surely you've got to the part I told Kieran about where it just goes into a visual novel for like half an hour, right? Or it gives backstory to the chef and like flicks back to the hotel. Oh, yeah. Phase. Yeah. Yeah. This game just does everything. And they're like, yeah, it's a visual novel. It does everything. Have you gotten up to the rhythm? <laughs> no, I haven't. So you're definitely ahead of me. So Okay. Yeah. I'm ahead of you then. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Lots of lots of elements. It's super fun just to dive down, catch a bunch of fish, complete a bunch of tasks. Um, yeah, a lot of depth. Obviously, there's a lot of management element to it as well. Like you start building up, you get a fish farm where you can like stick a bunch of fish in there and they breed and shit. And Lord, you're going to start building an actual farm, uh, growing crops and that kind of stuff. But it's not like an actual farming simulator. So it's not that. Don't get too concerned, you know. Um, no. But yeah. You know, you you building up how good your dishes do, how you can you know, make them more expensive and taste better, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all. It, it is a lot of fun. It's it's. It might be my game of the year so far. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my favorite thing about the, this fucking game is like coming yeah. on here talking about it briefly. I think for a couple minutes of like, oh, I've been playing this game. It's really good, but fucking whatever. And the word of like, mouth around this game. <laughs> And it's, it's like crazy. it's like the word. I've, I've seen the word of mouth spread on the internet, but it's also just like whatever's been happening on the internet has also happened within this podcast. Because <laughs> it's yeah. slowly within a couple of weeks, it's like infected Karen. Now it's got you. Like, you know. yeah, I just I knew I had at some point I had to bite the bullet because uh, we get into a very busy period, um, gaming wise, in the next month. So. Uh, yeah, it's all fun. How much better is it than Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> I've not touched that game in over a month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, you know, clearly I've, I, you know, started playing it this morning, five hours went by. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. 
That is. That's what, what can happen. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's very funny. It's mo- emotional times. You know, crazy. Mm. Anime cutscenes, basically. Crazy anime cutscenes. Yeah. We can make food. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's sort of a. <laughs> Like if if you I swear to God if you listen to this podcast and you're not playing like if you haven't even thought about playing David if you haven't Dunn, even looked like, at what David Dunker is because <laughs> we've um, now talked about it I feel like four or five weeks in a row then clearly you've got <laughs> a PC I'm guessing that's the only reason I can give yeah. that you haven't looked into David Dunker yet yeah it's a wild game but yeah I, I think it's I'm trying to think it's hard to say it's definitely like one of my favorite if not my game game yeah. I've been playing something else this week instead, which I'll talk about in a second. Well, no, I was playing okay. a lot of Mickey Mouse, and then yeah, fucking, I not wish game I was playing. Year. I wish I was not <laughs> game here. I wish I hadn't been playing fucking David either. Um, what I started playing this week is so my my story for this is I I think at some stage last year I must have bought you know on the Switch you, that they do this thing where you can buy like two passes for games like for a cheaper price. Then buying the game separately, and then you can redeem those passes for games. You know, have you seen these before? Sure. They're, well, they're, they're for big games, so like you can only redeem them for a lot of the first party Nintendo games or whatever. I can't remember the official title. Anyway, I think around Christmas time last year they had these passes for a little bit cheaper, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll um, I'll grab those. Don't know what to use on, but uh, I'll figure that out later." And then this week, I got a notification or an email. I can't remember if it was an email or pop-up. Anyway, I got a notification somewhere that was like, hey, you've got, all these, pa- you've got these passes you still haven't used or anything. Do you want to use it on Pikmin? I was like, oh, yeah, completely forgot I purchased those. That's a good idea. Why not? I've, I've been saying for the past few months, every time we, we talk about Pikmin and a Nintendo Direct, I'm like, this Pikmin game looks pretty fun. I've never played one. Maybe I'll try out Pikmin 4. So anyway, redeemed the pass, got Pikmin 4. Been playing that. I'm loving Pikmin 4. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a great time. Uh, I've been playing, I've, I've been taking it at work, playing at work much like, I've, I've taken a bit, a bit of a break from my, my rug deck and day diver at the moment to, to, to I switch from the, the sea to the land, you know, mm. when, my, when my Pikmin 4 action. But, so, for me, as someone who's never played a Pikmin game, and if you're listening and you've never played a Pikmin game, it's like, what is Pikmin? So the game, and I don't know if this is the same in any of the others. No fucking idea. Don't really care. But the story in this game is is like, oh, you play these little dudes who are from another planet. And anyway, their captains got lost on this planet, which is, of course, Earth. And you know it's Earth because of the shape and the colors and the objects and the houses and the fucking... I mean, there's some weird, there's some weird critters and stuff you come across, but you'll also come across like a Game Boy SP, and apparently that's a treasure. Sure. Um, but they're like, oh, we got to find our captain, and then you get there. And my only negative so far for this game is it has a... It's one of those games that gives you, like, the first hour is just, like, a prolonged series of tutorials, one after another after another, and you're just like, let me play the game. Like, I'm sick of reading about what to do. Just let me... I, just let me play the fucking game. But anyway, eventually you get past all that sort of shit, um, the million tutorials. And then... Uh, you're, you're playing it, and what you're doing is you're sort of exploring these different areas in the day, and you've got to try and a find the captain, which is the main course of the game, or b find other uh, lost people from uh, the captain's like crew, or other people who have come down apparently looking for the captain on this planet. Okay, if for some reason they don't really explain, but it's fine; doesn't really matter. Um, and while you're doing that, you're trying to also find treasures, which can help power up your ship 
And then the more powerful your ship is, the more um, it unlocks different areas for you to explore. So when you're exploring, you can get a, of course, you've got little Pikmin that you bring along with you and you sort of unlock different colored Pikmin as you go further through the game. Like I think I just unlocked the blue ones, which are able to, they all do different things. So like the, the blue ones I just got can go underwater and they can walk through water. Whereas the, the, the rest of Pikmin water, they freak the fuck out. They can die um, on that. You've got the yellow ones. They can, they can break down electricity bars. Um, they, they don't get shocked by stuff. The rest would all this sort of stuff. Um, and at all points, You've got the goat of the game, one of the best characters in all video games this year, the little dog called Ochi, who is adorable at all times. Not only can you ride Ochi, but you can command him to do things. He can attack creatures for you. He can like he can, he can carry things. He he can sniff out treasures. This dog does it all. And I much like I have a bunch of video clips of Mickey Mouse stuff on my game on my switch that i have no idea what i've got them for i have a million screenshots of ochi from different angles and stuff like that where i go ha let me look at me posing with ochi we're just chilling out here i haven't <laughs> shared any of them anywhere i don't know why i take so many screenshots sometimes i just fucking <laughs> there's a button i click it um yeah it's just so like it's not it's i feel like that thing like i always thought of pikmin as a lot more of a hardcore tactics game whenever I saw screenshots of the, the earlier ones. But, like, it's just not that. Like, it's just, it's sort of chill fun. Um, you have, like, the overworld levels where, like, you're exploring, like, the like a garden area or whatever else. And, like, the puzzle element is, like, oh, I should probably, oh, there's a thing up there. How do I get it? It's like, oh, I should use this p- particular Pikmin because I'll probably be able to freeze the water and then I can go across it and then use this off it. Like, it's it's pretty, like, A to B sort of stuff. The harder stuff, and by harder, I mean it's still not very hard, but the they've got, um you'll find, like, these pipes, and then when you go down into the pipes, you go into, like, these underground areas which are more um, actually crafted, handcrafted, in what I take as maybe a more typical Pikmin level layout where it's like you're actually walking back from the forwards, like working out how to collect everything and it'll tell you like have you 100% found all the secrets in this area before you move on to the before you leave the level and all this sort of stuff um, as you come in and out of those and of course I don't want to leave I'll never like I'll, I'll be at 75% and I'll be like what the fuck like where's the last hidden thing in this level so just want to 100% everything as I'm going um having fun doing that and then but when it hits uh so as you play for it you get to play each uh, day i'm up to like i don't know day 12 i don't know but as you play each day you the timer moves and eventually hits night time when it hits night time you've got to come back to base um and then it goes the next day and then in the morning before you head out you can talk to all the the characters you've saved that are around your ship and you've got one that like can help you train Ochi. Um, you can like get him new abilities, so he can like attack better, uh, go fast. I don't know. Like all the, I'm sure they'll unlock more as I go through the game. Uh, you've got another one who can like do tech upgrades, so you can buy stuff that helps you, like a drone to explore areas, or like if you if you tell a bunch of Pikmin to. Like, if you send them out and have them go grab an object, like a treasure, like the aforementioned Game Boy SP, and they begin carrying it back to your, like, ship thing that just also sucks things up and turns them miniature, apparently. 
somehow. Um, the 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 Pikmin will all just stay there once there's job that job's done, which is sort of annoying because if you need them, you need to run back through halfway through the level to go get them, the rest of them back. But then you can also build an upgrade that allows you, or you can buy an upgrade that allows Ochi to be able to like whistle and get all the Pikmin to come to you. So like you you can unlock them things as you go along. There's other characters you can talk to at the base who like have a like sort of a a Pokedex of treasures you've found and monsters you've come across. Like there's all these little integrated elements and stuff like that. But it's just pretty chill. Like I've been like there is combat, but it's not like hard. It's literally like oh there's an enemy there and it's in the sky. Like there was like what I would take as a mini boss I did earlier today. There's like this jellyfish jellyfish thing in the sky that had like a trapped person inside of it that I had to get. And I threw all the Pikmin at it that I had and then it just sucked them all up. And next second, they all died. I was like, oh, that's fucked. Like, <laughs> I don't really want to <laughs> deal with this. So there has a handy feature where you can pause and like rewind time a bit. And because this was in one of the little mini dungeon things, it's like rewind to just like as you entered this level. I was like, yeah, that's fine. So just rewind me back got my Pikmin back as I entered the level. But this time I was like, wait, so maybe don't just spam A and chuck all my Pikmin at it. I was like, oh, I should probably freeze it first. So then like you switch over to the the ice Pikmin, throw all my ice Pikmin at it first. They freeze it. It drops to the ground, dies instantly because it's a fucking ice cube that dropped from the sky and just crashes into a million pieces. So before where I was like trying to kill it and its health was going down super slowly. And then by the time I was trying to kill it, it... um just killed all my Pikmin when once you figure out what to do it's just the boss fights over in like two seconds so it's, it's like that like it's not super hard to figure out you just have to take a second to um and you're like oh now i feel smart i did the things um but yeah it's just a very charming game so i'm having a lot of lot of lot of fun playing Pikmin at the moment especially as someone who's never played one in a franchise so and it's weird i was i was looking up i don't know if i missed it maybe there was more stuff going on that week but I was like, when did the Pikmin reviews come out? And I went and looked at them. And I was like, oh, yeah, like all the reviews are good. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Um, I don't remember what else that we had going on that, that week. But I just, I don't recall seeing that much. Or at least on my social media about Pikmin. Do you remember seeing much about Pikmin when it dropped? Because the game's apparently killing it in Japan. Like I saw Japan numbers today. Um, doing I mean, really, that's really not well. surprising. I feel like Pikmin has always been a very Japanese game. So, um yeah, I hadn't seen much about Pikmin. Obviously, like diehard fans, like we're talking about it. But then I feel mm. like social media went to shit when it came out. So maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah, I feel like that was like a massive thing. So yeah. Um, but now all of a sudden I'm like, if I see an Ochi fucking amiibo or something, I'm think I'm done. Like, and there probably is one, and that's a problem. Because have you seen this best boy? You remember this best boy from the trailers? Yes. It's a dog. It's a fucking good dog, though. It's something I don't know what it like in action. I'm falling in love with this dog, Ash. I'm telling you, mm. it's just it's my best friend. You know, you know what I mean. My best friend. <laughs> oh, the other weird thing in this game. <laughs> before we move on, I don't know if this is just going to be explained further in the game. It happened to me twice so far. There's this other character who looks like a like whatever you are, like a space person thing and they have their own ochi like dog that's like a different color but it's an evil one and then like they every time i've come across them they've dived into a pipe 
And then when you go into the pipe, they're like, we're going to do battle to you. And like the battles are, you've just got to try and get more points with them by like collecting stuff in this level faster. Like, which I presume is what the multiplayer in this game is like this one versus one sort of stuff. But I'm like, why is there like an evil Ochi? It's the, it's, and it's like literally like let's just take the dog and make it the opposite colors and it frowns instead of smiles and i'm like this is sure whatever it's, it's fine nintendo do, do your thing nintendo, you know so yeah i don't know between like th- there's two good games here's my thing dave the diver very good game pikmin 4 very very good game disney losing island no final fantasy 16 no right. mm. I, t- I told you two good games to play you can play one on the rog deck you can play one on the Switch. Everything's handheld now. What do you want to play in PS5? Fuck, fine. So <laughs> Final Fantasy 16. What do you want? <laughs> uh Yeah? What do you got? WrestleQuest comes out in a couple of weeks. WrestleQuest comes out in a couple of weeks. That's a good point. And that that can be played. Yeah. On any of the platforms we just mentioned, as well as the PS5. So, do you uh, do you want to know what was installing on my laptop today? What was installing on my laptop today? Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> are you gonna wait though? Like, are you gonna play it ahead of the coming out of early access? No, you... I'm installing like the base. I assume it will just be an update, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. That's yeah. Fair. So, because I too yeah. said I want to try the Baldur's Gates of the threes. I don't know if I'm ever gonna have enough time to. I don't know, maybe unless I fall in love head over heels or something. But yeah. I'm I definitely don't care to play it until the the um the full launch. Like, yeah. But that's like next week, so Yeah, when is it? Like yeah. next the Thursday? Third? The third. Yeah, wh- Thursday, okay, yeah. Alright, well that's something I presume we'll be talking about next week, hopefully. And Kieran should hopefully, hopefully be here because if he's not here to talk about it then fuck is he doing yeah in his life <laughs> alright that'll do it for this week's episode let's know any comments let's know any comments questions concerns you've had about the show I think I just died um, you can follow us on x by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash twitter and you can join our discord by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash discord come talk to us over there about anything you'd like and if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar or less or more uh, head to our Kofi page explosionnetwork.com support slash support to buy us a coffee And until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye.